Welcome to the Beers and Ears podcast. Here are your hosts, Casey Woolley and Matthew Brown. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages. Uh, hold on a second. Let me scrap that. Dreamers of all ages. Welcome to the Beers and Ears podcast. My name is Casey. And my name is Matt. Welcome into today's episode. So what's with the crazy opening, Casey? Why did you have to open it in such a way? Matt, I already warned you up front. Before we even start with the episode today. Going right into it. We are jumping right in to a rant. I, it, it kind of fits this episode anyway, because it's almost like the 11th pet peeve of mine, and that is entitled Disney fans who pick apart the most obnoxious things, and I'm talking about Disney's recent decision to eliminate, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, from the front of their announcements. Now, for those of you who don't know, I posted this up in the Facebook group a couple of days ago. And I kind of listed why it's important. But I wanted to take a minute here to rant on the actual podcast. Disney made the decision as part of their inclusive um, goal. They they added a fifth goal to their their five-star goals. I don't know exactly what they're laid out. But to be more inclusive and more welcoming for cast members and for guests alike, they decided to remove uh, uh, the announcement that starts with ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls at the front of the happily ever after fireworks. Uh, I'm assuming they're also going to do this on all of their, their, their nighttime shows at some point, but this was the one that it was done on. Now they didn't make an announcement that they were doing this. They just did it. They just did it. It was just done. And they didn't like drastically change the message about what was going to happen. They simply eliminated ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. They changed it to, Good evening, dreamers of all ages. That was it. Dreamers of all ages. Now, here's my rant. Here's my pet. Here's my, like, why I'm having this conniption. People are going insane about this, Matt. People are all over comment uh, comment sections, how PC it is. And we've gotten Walt rolling over in his grave right now that Disney made this decision, that you're either born a boy or a girl, and there's nothing in between, which scientifically is not true at all. Uh, but, like, how in the world does Disney changing this announcement hurt? How? How? How does it hurt you in any way whatsoever? Are you suddenly going to have less of experience because you're called a dreamer of all ages instead of a boy or a girl or a lady and a gentleman? Yet at the same time, there are people in the parks who've never been included in that announcement because they don't identify as one or the other. They're not sure. How does that hurt you? It's not like they're taking something away. It's not like they're charging you more for hearing the new announcement. I- am I off base here, Matt? What? What is? What? Is, like seriously, I don't understand it. No, you, uh, you are not off base. Um, you, you know, our, our culture is one, um, and this is not uh, this is not relative to a side of any argument. But we are a culture that likes to be angry about things. Yes. And this is something that, again, what I love what Disney did, there was no big announcement. There was no press release. They just did it. So really, they didn't want this to be a big deal. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I think Dreamers of All Ages is just a better Disney writing 
absolutely take take any of the like inclusivity out of it like take all that out of it it's just a better line it it, it just like like objectively it is and 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 it gets me when people get on stuff that really doesn't matter because guess what disney makes changes and does stuff that you absolutely have the right to be upset about yep um you know the we've we've talked about on the show that getting rid of the magical express I'm I'm upset about that. Or the, I, I, or the paid fast passes that we know are coming. Yes, um, uh, you know that's that's something that's that you can be upset about. This this is a non-issue. Yeah. This should be nothing. We shouldn't even. You should not even have to rant. We should not even be talking about. You this right wouldn't now. even know it happened unless somebody wrote a news story about it. Like that's the funny thing about it is that somewhere someone figured it out, got all up in a tizzy about it, and wrote a news story. So everybody else got up in a tizzy about it. And, and it made national news. I just Googled it again just so I could make sure I get the language right about what they changed it to. It's all over. It made Huffington Post. It made NBC News. It made ABC News. It made Fox News. Of course, it made Fox News. It made One America News. Like, it made every national news outlet you could possibly imagine that Disney changed this one line in their fireworks show. It, that's that that's i mean a, a very good commentary on our society right now that oh that's Lord. that's what's making national news the non-issue people like it, it, it this is a non-issue uh, it, uh, just such a non-issue well thank you for allowing me to rant it actually it fits perfectly with this episode in case you can't tell by the title of the episode this episode is actually going to be a lot of what we just did. This is our first top 10 in a long time. I don't know what our last top 10 was, but it's been a bit. Um, I want to say it was top 10 foods at Disney World, maybe? maybe? I don't know. Yeah, I don't Anyway, Whatever. this is our first top 10 in a very long time. And it's when I pitched it to Matt, he's like, yes, let's do it. I think we actually had another idea for the show that we were going to do tonight. And we said we scrapped it and did this one instead. Um but like, so consider the fact this is basically the top ten pet peeves we have with Disney in the parks, right? That's that's how I interpret it. Is that what you did too? Yes, I took it more as like behaviors, not so much what Disney the company does, mm-hmm. but like what people do at the Disney park. That's how I'm kind I'm of thinking. I'm kind of in, I have a little bit of that and I have a little bit of Disney too. So I'm kind of okay. like a little okay. bit of both. We Matt seems to think there's going to be some crossover. I don't know. There might be some crossover here. Well, um, not so much now because I, I definitely interpret it more as like the what I, I apparently am peeved with other people very much. Uh, <laughs> well, uh, I just gave you my big one. That was the bonus pet peeve. Yeah. So, yes. Um, so this this is going to be a very um, uh, in good fun complainy episode. Yeah. yeah pet, pet peeves are very much a thing of like these things don't ruin my experience, though. I guess in some cases they can. Um, th- these are just like minor annoyances when I'm walking around the park yeah minor annoyances and i think there's some fun inventing and sharing similar experiences with other people who have the same annoyance as well because i guarantee you there's gonna be some on my list here and go oh yeah i hate that too and vice versa so uh and again uh in our socials let us know if we missed something and is there a pet peeve that you have that we missed because um, I'm sure there are some out there. So, mm-hmm. um, so Matt, I just went on a big rant. So why don't you start with your your number your number ten? I don't even have my number technically, but go ahead and go with your number ten. Yes, number ten. Um, uh, this is a minor one. That's why I have it at number ten, but it still is kind of annoying. And this is animal feeders. When people feed the animals, uh, yep. I I don't need 
ducks and seagulls <laughs> and other birds or anything trying to be around me when I am having my lunch or having a snack um, and all the you know people who purposefully feed them. Um, In front of signs that say don't feed the wildlife too. I, I follow um, – this is a really weird uh, tangent I'm going on. I follow the National Park Service on Instagram and socials okay. and they have a wondrous social media team. And they just did a whole post on why you shouldn't feed the squirrels. And it, it, it talks about, like, the psychology. They're like, we know that the psychology of it is, ooh, look, I'm this really cool animal whisperer. This squirrel really likes me. Uh, so, ooh, look cool. It can take this right out of my hand. Look how cool I am, guys. Like, it, it, no, stop it. Like, it, you're not cool because a squirrel can take popcorn out of your hands. Uh, it just don't don't feed the animals. It's so, what, so what you're saying is there's only one Mary Poppins. Don't feed the birds. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> yes. All right. I like it. I'm with you. I actually when we went to the parks with my mom and Nate's mom um, back in 2014, they were feeding the ducks. And I was like, Mom, and they were doing it in front of a sign that said, Do not feed the wildlife. And I'm like, Mom, yeah, it's gonna be okay. I'm like, No, they're gonna this is why they come up to you is because they know that people are gonna give them food and, and people food for ducks is is it's not healthy. So mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. All right. My number ten, I guarantee you this one's on your list, is people who put their phones or their tablets in the air to record a show that has been recorded and already on YouTube. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm sorry, dreamers of all ages, <laughs> nobody's going to watch your fireworks show that you recorded on your iPhone 12. No you one's going to do it. You aren't going to watch it. You are going to watch it. Like, your friends and family do not care. Now, a couple pictures here and there, fine, I get that. But to put the phone up, and you guys can't see this, but I'm I'm holding my hands up like I've got my phone you in front of me. You know what we're talking it, you about. You know exactly what I'm talking about. And the thing is, is you're going to put it up on YouTube where there's already a thousand other videos of the same thing. In fact, probably better done than yours because they've been professionally done. Check out the 4K ones that get put up. They're awesome, Right. Yet, no one's going to watch your janky where you shake every once in a while, your janky video. And here's the thing. I learned this because I was guilty of this. I used to do this. I learned probably five or six years ago on one of my trips to just be in the moment. Just be in the moment and put the phone down and enjoy the show. If you want to remember that experience, you can look it up on YouTube with the 4K and the three shots where somebody has professionally done it, and you can be in the moment where it's close up. But be in the moment live because otherwise you are literally censoring yourself to viewing it through your uh, you know, 8-inch screen or 7-inch screen. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Oh, yes. This was my number three okay. pet peeve because right. this gets me not just at Disney, concerts, other stuff like that. I'm like, who who is going to go back and watch this? And you're not even going to get, okay, you could go back and watch the shaky video that's shot on your iPhone or tablet or whatever. But it does not capture the feeling of being in that space and watching it. And it, it's 
it, it, it and frankly, in some cases, your phone up makes it hard to see for the people behind you. Mm-hmm. So just like be just put your phone down and just watch and just experience it yep. again. You're right. You're seeing it through the lens. Even if you say, oh, no, I'm just holding it. You're looking at the phone, yep. you're making sure everything's OK and you're yep. not really experiencing the nighttime show. So, yeah, that was my number three, because I that's that gets me not just at Disney. That is in general when people are. <laughs> videoing things that I'm like, who, who are you showing this to? Who's going to yep. watch this? Yep. All right. My number nine will snake. Um, this one's kind of just a small one. Um, but and actually I'm going to kind of broaden it out. I wrote it as no D 23 discounts in the shots, <laughs> but I'm actually going to broaden it out. Just the lack of the appearance of sales inside the shops. Like, hike the prices up an extra 20% and then give 20% off if you have to. Give us the feeling like we are saving some money, right? I've never understood why in the parks Disney does not capitalize on that because if something is marked at $12, but you decide to sell it two for $22, okay, yeah, you're taking a $2 hit, but people are more likely to buy two of them than just one of them at 12. Like, like I, I've just never, just the lack of discounts inside of Walt Disney World. I know they don't have to do it, but I guarantee you if they gave the appearance of a discount, people would buy more. People would buy more. Yeah, I mean, that's, you know, we worked retail, and Mm -hmm. so we know kind of how a lot of that works, where there's, it's not tricks, but it's it's sales um, psychology of the, the deal pricing and the, and a lot of times the deal pricing was like, Eh, it's really not that great. Like I remember the, you know, the plush when they were nineteen ninety five, and it was buy two and get you know sixteen dollars each. It's like that's really not that great of a deal. It's really not. But people would buy two always. Mm-hmm. In fact, if they brought one up and you suggested, hey, you can get buy two of these for sixteen dollars. Oh yeah, I'll go do that. You're really only saving eight bucks. I mean, it's not. Yeah. It, but it, as it, Disney, they just sold two units and uh, made more money than if they would have just sold the one unit. So that that's uh, yeah. the key there. On a plush that probably cost them two bucks to make. I mean, that's, probably that's not bad. even. Yeah. <laughs> All right, what's your number nine, sir? My number nine is another minor one. Uh, it really doesn't bother me that much, but it, it, it can if you get uh, next to the wrong person. And that is flash photography on rides. Oh my god, heck yeah! Haunted um, Mansion, especially. Yes, any dark ride, mm-hmm. especially. Like, just stop. Like, it, the part of it is that you can't see. The 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 Imagineers have put the lighting in a way that they want to hide exit doors or hide this or put cool lighting on that. And the flash is just creating that. And this kind of goes back to your cell phone thing. Put the phone down. Put your camera down. And just experience the ride again. What are you doing with ride pictures mm-hmm. that are not, you know, the photo pass ones? What are you doing with those pictures that, like, are you showing the ride? Uh, other than like a mass upload to Facebook that people don't really like. I don't know about you, but when someone posts their Disney World trips, uh, their pictures, I fast forward through the ones that are just ride pictures. And I look at the ones of them when they're out in front of the castle, exactly. like, you know, the family having fun together. I don't look at the one of the random three hitchhiking ghosts because I've seen it before. I know what it looks like. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't need no. to see the ride that I've been on before. Mm-hmm. And even in some cases it might spoil, if it's a new ride, it might spoil something. So, yeah. or what's um, worse is when they, when they're videoing it and they've just leave the, they leave the light on the whole time. Like yeah. it's not even a flash. It's just the light the whole time. Yeah. I just, it's, that 
please don't do flash photography or light. Let the, again, just experience it. Be in the moment. Experience that cool ride without your camera. All right, what's your number eight, sir? My number eight is along the same lines, but it is um, etiquette with shows. Mm. Um, mm. Where, and not following directions there, where, you know, everyone's oh. got to be... I want this certain spot. I want this certain spot. And so it's the cast member is clearly saying, move all the way down to the end. And the people stop and and they they look right at the cast member who's saying that and then just plop themselves in the middle. It's like, no, sorry. Like this is. (laughs) You're going to move one way or the other. It's going to happen. Like there's certain shows where you can probably get away with that. Like Carousel of Progress, you could probably get away with that. Mm -hmm. But Mickey's Feel Her Magic or Lion King not going to happen you're going in you gotta you gotta march your way through yeah you're right it's like mickey's Philharmonic magic's a good example i go to that one all the time i love that one i love that show and they're adding coco by the way yes um but anyway i love that show i know not to stand at the front of the entrance i know not to stand first in like if i'm in that little area i know i'm going to get in like yeah. there's no there's no sense in crowding the door but I know if I crowd the door, I'm going to find myself all the way to the right, where if I hang back a little bit, I know I have a better shot at getting in the middle. So I hang back. You think people would figure that out. It's the same way for that. It's for, for, for Bugs Life, for Lion King, Phantasmic, uh, all any of Any show. Yeah, any show. Hang back a little bit. You're going to get in, and you hang back a little bit, you're going to get a center seat. Yeah, but I also don't want to discount... I've been on the edge of shows and experienced it a little bit differently because I see something that's different. That's fair. That I didn't see. Um, you know, Muppet 3D Vision is a perfect example. Sometimes when I'm closer to Stadler and Waldorf, it, I, I see something different. I'm closer mm-hmm. to here. Like it's, mm-hmm. it, it don't discount just like, oh, I have to be in the middle. True. Uh, True. It, um, I, but I agree with you. I do the same thing where it's like I don't need to be first. There's no yeah. reason to be first. Uh, so just I, I just, you know, it's just kind of a like respect thing. People are I'm a rule follower. I like following the rules. And so when someone is telling you move all the way to the end, move all the way mm-hmm. to the end, people. Absolutely. All right. My number eight. Let's see here. All right. Th- I guess this kind of goes along that similar line. And it's guests who think they are entitled to everything simply because they're there. So a story came out uh, in the news uh, last week that Disney, and again, this is a decision I don't like, but in the same regard, I'm not going to sit there and complain about it. I mean, it is what it is. Disney made this choice. And the choice is for some version of extra magic hours, only deluxe guests are going to be able to participate. It's, it's, um, I believe it's the evening extra magic hours on select nights beginning in October. Only deluxe guests. Now, this is not new in the theme park world. Universal does this. For their modern deluxe resorts, they get special perks that their value resorts do not. Disney has just always provided the same level of service to everybody, no matter what resort you're saying. Well, they're trying some stuff out. They're trying to see if they can get some more people in some of these deluxe resorts. Again, Disney's a profit-making organization. We've said that for years. If you don't realize that, <laughs> you're not paying attention, right? But here's my thing. Yes, you're staying at a value resort. Yes, you paid for a ticket. Yes, you paid for a hotel. But you did not pay the same amount of money for that hotel that somebody in a deluxe resort paid for. 
Therefore, it stands to reason that the person who paid for more at the deluxe resort could potentially get more out of their vacation. Like, just because you're on property, just because you paid for the vacation does not mean that you're entitled to everything equally with everybody else who's there. That is a pet peeve of mine. Yeah. I think this is a big hot button issue right now because, you know, we mentioned, uh, you know, at the beginning, like paid fast passes are probably coming. The the big news that has come out right now is Disneyland Paris mm-hmm. actually just revamped their fast pass system. Yep. And a lot of people are thinking that this is kind of Disney's test to see how this is going to go. So, yep. again, this is not confirmed. This has not been announced. But this is what Disneyland Paris is doing is they are charging around nine to fifteen dollars per fast pass per ride. So, for example, if you go, you buy a ticket and you want a fast pass for Splash Mountain, you would pay an additional $15 for that fast pass. And then if you wanted four other fast passes, you would have to pay $15 per, per ticket per person. And people are, are losing their minds because it's more money, more money, more money. And that's the, the same argument that, that, it, that you're having a pet peeve with. It's like, well, they're just trying to milk more money out of people. And and listen, I, I, I like you said, I don't like this plan. I think it's a very risky business plan that y- you you start to milk your your uh, fan base for all it's worth and start charging more and more and more for things. It, that's risky. I think I think that people will still continue to pay it. But if they all of a sudden stop all of us, you're kind of in an awkward position. That's the key right there real quick. Let me stop you for just one second, because we've had this conversation about other upcharges, things like that. Disney, they haven't found the tipping point yet. Like, if you think about it, this has been the same conversation that Disney fans have had for as long as I've been a Disney fan. I mean, I've I've been a Disney Parks fan for going on 11 years, 12 years of my life. And this same conversation has been had over and over and over again. They're milking the middle person out. They're they're phasing the middle person out. People are just going to stop going. Guess what? Attendance is up over last year. Other than COVID, take COVID Mm -hmm, out of it. Any other time. They are, they are making more money. They have more people flocking to the parks despite these upcharges. If I'm a business, I'm going to keep going till I figure out what that tipping point is. You parallel that with something we talked about last week, which is people are always complaining about how crowded the parks are. They're always complaining about you know being able to get into certain things. Well, again, this is Disney's way to figure out how can we make more money off of it and how can we keep people home? I I know that sounds crazy, but Disney is probably one of the only industries that has to worry about that problem. How do we keep, how do we keep more people out of our parks and make more money doing it? Yeah. That's what they're trying to figure out. I mean, ultimately, if we found out that all of you listeners would happily pay us $20 to listen to this podcast, you better bet we'd start charging $20. Um, now, I, I think if we started charging $20, a lot of people would stop listening to us. I would stop listening to us. <laughs> <laughs> we're good, but not that good. Yeah, we're not that good. Um, but it, but it, but this example still applies. Like if, if, yeah. if that was, if we would start doing that if people would do that. Um, I, I, I want to make something very clear here too. I don't support this. I mean, I, I, I personally... It sucks because I'm never going to make it to a deluxe resort. I, I I don't have that kind of money. Like I'm not a millionaire. I'm not even a a, a two hundred thousand heir. Like it, it, like I I don't make that kind of money. So for me, I, I'm I'm not going to be able to use that again. I've also never used extra magic hours. So for me, they've always kind of gone to waste regardless when I was on property. So again, I'm a middle of the road. I don't have the cast member discount anymore. So I'm going to have to pay like everybody else. 
But in the same regard, to sit there and say, oh, I'm not going to go and this, that, other thing. Well, until Disney actually feels that, this is going to keep happening. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And ultimately, it just is going to have to be a there's still budget ways to go about it. There's still like upcharges you can or can't do. Like you just have to be smart about it and save, mm-hmm. save money. Yeah. Um, like that, that's a big part of it too. Like, I think our culture is very much a, well, I should be able to go to Disney and go out to dinner twice a week and be able to go do this and do this and do this. Guess what? You know, you may have to prioritize and be like, listen, if I want to go to Disney world once a year, every other year, whatever, pick your, pick your time frame. You may have to look at your budget and say, what am I taking out? Exactly. All right, my number seven, uh, a little bit less controversial, and I know you've probably felt this one before, but I my pet peeve has to do with the rapid refill mugs not working in the parks. Like, I love that they work in the resorts. That's great. But charge $25 or $35 or $40 and make a make a tiered version that works not only in the resorts, but also the parks. Like, I hate that I've got this cup that can have soda whenever I want it when I'm at the resort. But when I'm in the park and I want to order a soda, it's going to cost me $7 to get the large soda. Like, char- you, you can, we would make money hand over fist if you had an up-tiered version of that rapid refill cup. Does that make soda, sense? Soda is dirt cheap. Oh, yeah, it is. In fact, I think Coca-Cola provides it to Disney yes. for free anyway. Yes. So, so like, <laughs> that's just a... I know it's a small one, but it's, I think, it's a but I think point. that's because Universal does it. Universal does it. But I think that's the point that I think Disney needs to offset all these upcharges with is they also need to infuse things that feel like the guest is winning. Yes, because that that's what I think people's complaint is that it's well the magic is being taken away. Well, I'm I'm not getting as much bang for my buck. Well, I'm I'm it's it's all businessy and and less magic. Where if they would do something like this, be like, all right, you know what? Yeah, we're we're charging for Fast Pass and we're, you know, Deluxe Resort gets extra magic hours, but we are releasing this brand new cup. It is, you know, 50 bucks and you get unlimited soda for the for your three day trip. Whatever. I'm, I'm making something. No, that's perfect. Um, at, at that point, it's like, oh, heck yeah. So you start doing the math and go, OK, well, if I, you know, if I want, a, you know, two sodas a day and sodas are seven dollars and I'm there four days or three days, well, that's a pretty good deal. And I get this great mug yep. um, like you're basically so- doing what they do with the dining plan, because, again, we've talked about the dining plan before. The dining plan is not it saves you money if you're a foodie. But in the long run. Most people don't eat that much food on the dining plan, but it makes you think that you're winning. Ah, I outsmarted Disney. I got this $70 steak meal on my table service dining credit that's only worth $40. Okay, you keep thinking that, but okay. Like, yeah. you're right. Take, some, take, a, take a page out of the casino playbook. Figure out a way to, to bring some comps into it. Um, what was the, – the, like, they, they do that with the – um. There's a service they offer with the complimentary photo pass. Like, um, well, I think just photo pass in general. The 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 um, what do they call it? The Magic Maker. So yeah. Magic Maker. That's a great example. It yeah, they got to put um, some photographers out. But in the long run, the you know Magic Maker is like a hundred bucks, right? Hundred dollars. They print nothing. It's digital. Like there's no <laughs> there's no overhead other than the photographers who are out there who again you could 
buy the print if you want it, but you get unlimited. You get the unlimited digital uh, uh, copies for like 60 days after your trip, and then you delete the darn things. Like, it doesn't even pay for storage other than 60 days. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like it just but yeah. I just I just think that that's what Disney needs to offset all of these price hikes with is something that at least gives the appearance of winning. So yeah, I agree. All right, what's your number? Whatever number you're on, I'm on number seven. Um, <laughs> all right, I, I'm really into etiquette. Apparently, I, I I just um and and it is bus etiquette. Oh, um, when okay. I'm on the bus, I I cannot stand a couple things. One that people don't fill in. Oh, that yes. you know okay I, I go right in and i sit in the first seat it's like no go all the way yep. similar to the ride thing and then the other thing that i that gets me is when people who are clearly Struggling. able-bodied people yep. Yep. do not give up their seat to to an elderly uh, person or an expectant mother or a mother with a child or just the woman in general just because it's the right thing to do mm-hmm. yeah. yeah my wife we went when my wife was pregnant with my first and we were on a crowded bus and she stood up the whole time oh. and she was fine. Like it was not anything that was like, oh, my gosh, she's she's totally physically destroyed. But it's like, come on, people like somebody yeah. go, hey, that woman is pregnant and I am a able bodied 40 year old man. I should give up this seat. Agreed. So, um, you know, not a big deal, but uh, just come on. Yep, yeah, I'm with you. I feel you. All right, what's your number six? Number six. Um, this is oh, I, I, this one can come for me because I have kids. During firework shows, when kids get on shoulders of parents. <laughs> okay, I have a three-year-old and a one-year-old. And yes, they are going to want to see. But realize that, yes, your kid is trying to see but also as are all of the people behind you. Yep. And so find a way to get your kid to see, stake out a spot early, uh, you know, carry them in a way and, and work with the people around you so your kid can be able to see the nighttime show. But when you throw your kid up on your shoulders and you're a six foot tall person, you put a three foot tall person on you, you are blocking it out and listen when it was just fireworks it was fine because the fireworks were all you above the see castle them all around yeah now the castle seeing the castle is an integral part of the show so yes, you got to be able to see it absolutely 100 percent agree with you on that one i don't have kids <laughs> so you talked about etiquette this it's funny you use that word because this one i actually this one's actually kind of a cheat because it's it's a combination of several things but i i grouped it under movement etiquette movement <laughs> I, etiquette yep. so a couple of things you're walking everyone behind you is walking you're going and all of a sudden you just stop and everyone behind you if they're not paying attention or they are paying attention like what wait what was that why are you stopping and, and you literally have caused a blockade because you decided to stop and not pay attention to who's behind you if you're going to stop kind of look behind you and maybe move out of the walking path frustrates the heck out of me all right number two if you have a kid and you have a stroller watch where you poke the stroller 
ramming it into the back of people's legs is just not good etiquette. Our, our, my friend Chris, who, who's who been on the show, she's the travel agent who runs the Mouse and More podcast. She's like, she has been hit more times in the back of her ankles than she can count the back of her heels because people ram and they do it like they do it on purpose. Oh, yeah. Like, I got a stroller. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah. You know, they it's not just strollers. Strollers, wheelchairs coming through. I'm on a wheelchair or I'm in a scooter. What? Like, just because you're in a scooter doesn't mean everybody else got to make way for you. Like, calm down. Calm down, Karen. All right. <laughs> um, and then my favorite one. If you're there with your family, eight people strong. <sighs> don't spread out in a line and block everybody else and, and decide to meander while you're spread out in a line and mosey on down like you're in Tom Sawyer Island while everybody else is trying to get around you, but they can't because you are eight people wide. Like, are you kidding? This is a pet peeve that's been born out since I was in high school. I could not stand slow people in high school when I was trying to get to class. Like, move the mm, out of the way. What is your problem? So movement etiquette in general. I think just being aware of your surroundings and realizing that you are not the only person at Disney World that day will go a long way. That was my number five. That was actually going to be my next one that I went. Okay. Yeah. Well, I'm glad it worked out. Yeah, the walking etiquette. Like, yeah. Oh. the Because the, um, when I'm at the parks, a lot of times, I am on a mission to get to a place. Yeah. Now, don't get me wrong. There's some times where I'm meandering around, and, and but you got to pick the right ways to meander. Because the, the, the place that gets me where people stop is right outside attraction entrances. Yes. I've, had wa- I've watched people have existential crises outside of, you know, should we go on this attraction? I'm like, I don't care. Move out of the way. Decide <laughs> over there so I can get on the attraction. Yep. It's, um, it's, it's insane. And it's, the thing is, is like, it's not like Magic Kingdom or any of the parks are small. Like, there's plenty of space to move around that gets you out of the way. Like, I could even excuse it if it was in Disneyland, because Disneyland is supposed to be so much smaller than Magic Kingdom. But, like, there's no excuse for it at the world. Like, no excuse for it. There's plenty of room to maneuver at the world. <sighs> All right. Uh, my other one. So, that was number, that was number six. six so, I'm going to number five now. Um, do, 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 do. Let's see here. Okay, this is just a small one. Um so I know it's going away, Magical Express. I know it's going away. But there's just something so disappointing about arriving at Orlando International Airport and waiting in line to get on the Magical Express to only find out, or, or worse, when you're leaving and you want that little bit of magic that's left, to find out that your Magical Express is not skinned with the Disney graphics. It's just the Mirrors bus. <laughs> that is a pet peeve of mine. Like, go all in or don't do it all. Apparently, they're not going to do it at all. But... But that was a pet peeve of mine. Like, there was nothing more disappointing than going on to the Magical Express that was not skinned. Because, like, especially on the way home, where it's like you want that one little bit of magic left, and it's not skinned correctly. So Yeah, I get it. I hear you. Yep. Um, so we did my number five as the walking etiquette. Mm-hmm. Um, number four for me is flaunting Disney knowledge very publicly and in a way that you definitely want people around you to know that you are a Disney fan. 
I've never done that. What are you Listen, talking about, Matt? <laughs> I am a I am a Disney fan. I know lots about Disney, and don't get me wrong, I do love to flaunt my Disney knowledge. I run a podcast. <laughs> Very true, there, Matt. Very like, true. Like, don't get me wrong, but but in this case, you, the listeners, are you have the choice yeah. to listen to me. You do not have to do that. You have the choice. When I'm standing in line, I don't really want to hear someone spout off their Disney knowledge. And I've even I've even been in line where people are spouting this off, and I'm in my mind going, that's completely wrong. I was going to say, have you ever had it where it's been actually inaccurate? Yes. It's, it, and then I'm like, okay, do I be that guy where I go and I'm like, well, actually. And I don't like it. So it's this weird just – Listen, if you're a Disney fan and you know everything and it, it's and and you want to give some trivia to your party, that's totally fine. But just I, I and 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 if I'm next to you and I overhear it, that's I don't have a problem with that. It's when I've had people that you can tell are very much trying to like get the people around to be like, "Oh, you know a lot about Disney. Say some more." Did, did you know that Walt Disney is cryogenically frozen and buried underneath Cinderella Castle? No, he's not. Honey. No, <laughs> my, he's not, sweetie. Oh, honey. Oh, my honey. favorite interaction ever at the Disney store. This is my favorite interaction. <laughs> um, I answer the phone. Um, it's magical day at the Disney store. This is Matt. How can I help you? Uh, I have one very important question for you. And I'm thinking, I'm thinking, oh no, like, it sounded very like I'm upset about something. Yeah. Is Walt Disney alive? (laughs) And and I was like, oh, thank goodness. Um, So I was like, so I I said, uh, uh, no, unfortunately, Walt Disney is dead. And on the other line, I told you, Richard, and they hang up. (laughs) I, I never had that call. My very first phone call that I well, I don't say first, probably the first couple of weeks of my phone call, when I answered the phone at the Disney store, you know, it's magically at the Disney store. This is Casey. How can I help you? And and literally on the other line, you could tell it was a kid with his with with her mom playing a prank, and she goes, "Do you want to build a snowman?" And she started singing, and 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 so I started singing along with her because why not? It's the Disney yeah. store, right? Um, no, to your point though. People who my my favorite is is not even so much those who flaunt the Disney knowledge. It's when they try to flaunt that they know cast member knowledge, like they know what it's like to be a cast member. They know the rules. So when I was at Star Wars Celebration, um, we ran a very tight ship. Our our job was to literally run the queue and get people through the Galaxy's Edge exhibit. That's what we had to do. So. Um, we had fast passes at Star Wars Celebration that people could sign up for specific things at the at the um, exhibit. One of them was to take a look at the merchandise. So when the times came up that we had to let people through to look at these merchandise demonstrations, we had to push everybody back who had been waiting and say, you've got to wait for 20 minutes while this thing takes place over here. Well, just like you would expect, people would get pissed. So this one lady was not having it. She was angry she was frustrated she was screaming in my face and she kept going what's your perner number what's your perner number i'm going to report you i want to know your perner number this is not very disney cast member like this isn't very magical like lady i'm dealing with ten thousand people are you kidding me seriously do you know what it's like to deal with people like you but yeah like the fact that she even knew what a perner was perner stands for personal identification number for the disney that's basically our employee id number um the fact that she even knew what that was, she wasn't a cast member. She just apparently wanted to be a know-it-all and and pretend like she knew what it was to be a cast member. 
So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, that that's, it, it's, yeah. oh, I, well, I was a cast member seven years ago, and here's, <laughs> here's what it was like. And, yes. yeah, just, that just, that just gets me. Yep. All right. Is it my turn? I believe you're, you're number four, correct? Uh, let me see what I got left here. Hold on. I've got um, one, two, three, four. Yeah, I've got four left. So, yeah, yes, you're right. your number four. Okay. So, this one has to do with when you check into the resort. Disney has come up with the technology, which I absolutely loved, love, which is the direct-to-room technology. You don't even have to go to the lobby anymore to check in. Right. And you can just you, you, you can you can early check in, gives you your room number and you're supposed to theoretically be able to go to your room and you're good to go. You don't have to go to the lobby to check in, except when it doesn't work. And I can tell you more times than not, their direct to room um, check in service does not work or it tells you it works and it sends you to a room, which sometimes is halfway across the resort property or up you know, 20 flights of, of, of stairs or whatever, and you go to use your magic band or what will now be your phone or however they do it, and it doesn't work. And then you try it again, and it doesn't work. And you try it again, and it doesn't work. So you finally call the guest service number from your phone. They tell you, oh, you know what? You're going to have to go to the lobby. They have it fixed. So you got to truck all the way back down to the lobby anyway. So, like, either make it work or, or don't use it. it. Yeah. <laughs> like, you would th- like, and this just is par for the course, that some of these technology rollouts that they do... Oof, man. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Can, can I tell can I tell you a really weird secret? Sure. I love checking in with a person at the hotel I lobby. I do too. They are the most. So I I've I've never done that because I'm like I want to talk to the person at the company. Okay. It, fair it, enough. You've, you've just arrived. Yep. And so you are in a great mood, and they are welcome. That is your like first Disney cast member. Is this? Yeah. Uh, is this cast member? And I just love that interaction. What are any celebrations where here's your, where your room is. Take a look at this. I, I love it. And I I'm shouldn't love it as much as I do, but I do. No, I'm with you. And I think, I think I tried it one. Well, I've tried it a couple times and it just hasn't worked. So I just, it's a frustrating because you do, you, do, you go through that whole process only to have to go back down there anyway. And by that point you're in a sour mood. Exactly. So it's like, and you don't want to start off your, your trip in a sour mood, you know? Yeah. So. And it all depends on when you get there. Because if it's, you, the times where I've gone in, I've been like next in line or something oh, like that. Oh, not me. I'm always like the 8th or 20th in line. Like, it's ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. So I must come in at weird times. <laughs> all right. I've got three left. How many you got left? I got three left. So it's, it's on you, I believe. All right. So this one's on me. Okay. So this one, okay. This one has to do with, Disney buses. So back to Disney buses again. Um, it's bus schedules where there are gaps in coverage while like you'll get a bus, like two or three buses for one park will come when no one's waiting yet. There's a, like four or five buses worth of another park waiting and there's a gap in coverage um, or contra another, another way to put this is buses that cover multiple resorts and you're the third stop of a three-stop resort bus, and, like, you got to squeeze to even try to get on, and there's, like, no hope in sight. You would think that Disney would have a better understanding of how these bus loops work. They've been doing it for decades at this point. Yet there are times where there are gaps, like 20, 30, 40 minutes, you're waiting for a bus to show up either to get you back to your resort or to get you from your resort to the park. Does that make sense? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Pet peeve, Um, pet peeve. 
It's why a lot of people, I know a lot of hardcore Disney people that they say, I don't even do the buses, it's Uber. I know I pay more, but I don't want to deal with the waiting for the buses. I I still wait for the bus. I, listen, I'm not one to take off a free thing. Like I will oh, gladly, yeah. I, I am cheap. I will gladly save $10 to and wait 20 minutes or something like that. But yeah, the all-star resorts is where a lot of times this happens. Where it's like, it's going to the all-star resorts. And, and so if you're at all-star, I don't know. I want to say it's movies is the I final stop. I think it's stop. movies. Um, uh, it's like, oh, well, now I've crammed on this bus and I'm the last one to get off. And it, and, and mm-hmm. it, it, it just gets tiring at the end of the night. And then at the beginning of the day, a lot of times the buses don't even make it to you because they've picked up too many people in the first two resort. Like it- exactly that. That's what I'm saying. It's like, you think they'd have a better system. I will tell you this, that it is for this reason that I started exploring other ways to get around property that are still free. This is why I like, you know, like you can get from Epcot to Hollywood studios um, to magic kingdom without ever riding a bus. Those three resorts, you have the ability to ride the monorail. You have the ability to ride the friendship boats. You have the the ability now to ride the Skyliner in many cases, right? You you don't ever have uh, the boats also around um, Seven Seas Lagoon. You don't ever have to even take a bus um, if you're on around uh, um, a resort that's in that area. Like, Art of Animation, Pop Century now, Skyliner, you over to Hollywood Studios. And from there, Skyliner over to Epcot or Friendship Boat if you want. You then have the ability to, to then um, monorail over to um, Magic Kingdom from Epcot. So, like, there's multiple ways to get around, and those are much more consistent because they're not buses. Well, and here's the thing. Those also, I don't consider the bus to be an experience. Yeah. The monorail, the Skyliner, mm-hmm. those boats, that's kind of like a ride. It really is, yeah. Uh, and and so, yes, it may take you more time to do Skyliner, monorail to Magic Kingdom than just waiting on a bus to Magic Kingdom. Maybe maybe it actually might end up being, you know, about equal time depending on how you hit the bus. Because mm-hmm. sometimes, you know, the, the best feeling is when you walk out of the hotel uh-huh. and a bus is pulling right across. Yes. yes. <laughs> better yet, you're walking out of the, out of the park and you're tired and you're exhausted, especially like that trek to Magic in Magic Kingdom because it's it's quite a well Magic Kingdom and Animal Kingdom they're mm-hmm. quite a hike. Yeah. But you get all the way over to where your queue is at and you see your bus with where your resort name flashing and you look at the line and you can kind of get an idea of how many people are in line versus how many people will fit. And if you're like right on that tail end, like I'm gonna make this work, darn it, I'm gonna squeeze myself into mm-hmm. this bus. Yep. And you kind of count kids, you see if there's any wheelchairs or scooters. <laughs> Right. So, but yeah, there's no better feeling than knowing that you're able to get on that first bust out. Yeah. So, but yeah, I definitely like, I, I excited to ride the Skyliner, the monorail, those boats, any chance you get even walk. I mean, you said, you know, Fort wilderness, the just walk. Yep. All right. What's your number three? That was my, the phones. um, Okay. uh, Holding high. So I'll go to my number two and that is rudeness to cast members. Oh my goodness. Talking my language there, Matt. Talking and, my language. Um, <laughs> and I mean, it, ultimately this is all kind of under the umbrella of entitlement, but I, I had this at, at, even at the Disney store, we had this. Mm-hmm. 95% of the people that were upset about a policy knew that I was not the one making the policies. I do not and did not run Disney store. I was on the management team 
of one of the Disney stores. In terms of the totem pole, I was very low. But then you had the 5% of people that thought, you run Disney, and so this policy's dumb, and I'm going to just let you have it. Listen, the cast members that are having to enforce certain policies and, and, and uh, do things a certain way, they didn't wake up and go, you know what, I'm going to run the ride like this today. Mm-hmm. You know what policy I feel like enacting today? This one. No, this is something that Disney has put in, and so it just it it gets me when people are so rude to cast members, and some of it is just being rude to people in general is just yep. really uh, uh, annoying to me. Um, I, I don't like it when people are are rude. Just figure out a better way to say it. Yep. But uh, especially to cast members, because man, you know, I know a lot of cast members. They're trying their hardest. They are they are doing their best um, with the policies that, and, and procedures that they have been given, and they don't need someone uh, screaming in their face because and and the excuse that I love that people try to give, and I got this when I even at the Disney store was, do you know how much money I spent? It's like I it, I, I that's irrelevant to this conversation, but yep. uh, it, but just because you spend a ton of money does not then mean you get to like be rude to cast. Well, it goes back to the one I had earlier, which was just because you're here doesn't mean suddenly like y- you get everything. Like yes, we're we're gonna live up to your, we're gonna try to live our best up to your expectation, but it is a business and things go wrong. You know, people think that it's easy to work for the mouse. They think it's easy to work for Disney. And don't get me wrong, there are a lot of perks. I loved working for Disney, and you know, I plan to retire as a little old man working in the old Christmas shop. That is my goal. That said. That said, it's not easy to work for the mouse. There are a lot of rules, a lot of restrictions, a lot of things you can do, but a lot of things you can't do. Um, it's funny because I, I think I, I think I've told you this story before. I know I haven't shared it on the podcast, but there was a, um, an, an incident about two years ago, um, and I think you were working that day with me, where our systems went completely down. Yes, and and. Um, we, we weren't able to process like anything other than cash transactions. I think it was just cash transactions. We couldn't process credit transactions without calling another credit company, and we could not process gift card transactions. They just weren't working. It was and like we, a, it was a it was a system error. Like we yeah. didn't do anything. It was a system error. And, and and it was a Saturday. It was busy. I want to say it was probably like back to school time or October time. And it was nothing we could do. Now, again, we talked about it's not easy working for Disney because there are rules of things that you can do and things that you can't do. One of the things that you cannot do at Disney is hand make signs that go on stage. The only signs that are allowed on stage are signs that are produced by headquarters. So that said, we could not post a sign that said, not accepting gift cards right now. We just weren't allowed to do it. We were going up and down the line, letting people know we were taking cash only. We were making that known verbally as often as we could. But this lady, this guest got to the front of the line where she tried to use a gift card and we were we were not able to take it. And so she wanted to speak to the manager on duty. Well, sure enough, I was stage director that day and I, come, I, I, I come over and bring her to the side and she proceeds to berate me, calling me a money-hungry demon 
who likes to make children cry. In fact, she wrote a review about me that still lives to this day. I'm going to read the review to you right now because I want you to know how it can be dealing with these guests sometimes. The people at this store do not properly know how to do their job. Their whole system was down, so they could not accept credit cards or gift cards. Were signs posted saying this? No. No signs were posted anywhere. So they waited until everybody had to sit through the line. And then they had crying children. And their comment was that it's not our fault. We can't do anything. Sorry. The quote unquote store manager said that he couldn't post it because his company wouldn't let him. No, the real truth is that he can't do his job correctly and he doesn't want to lose money because he's a money hungry demon. When I told him he needed to put a sign up, he said, no, too bad for us. He can't do anything for us and that the whole staff was rude and not Disney like at all. And they should all be fired. <laughs> all right. I remember that day. Do you remember that day? I, remember I don't that know if you remember that guest, but hooey, she I, was I, uh, uh, I was I, I think I was very happy that you were stage directing that one. <laughs> of course you were. Oh, so bottom line, guys, we're people. Cast members are people. Like, be kind to them. Like in this case, I understood where the where the guest was coming from. I totally got it. I would be frustrated too, but it's not like she wasn't aware. We were telling people as we were, we were waiting in line, we can't take gift cards. The system is down. There's a gremlin. Stitch got into our system, I think is the phrasing we used. Yep. That's or Ralph, I think that was around. Oh, Ralph, yeah, Ralph, 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 Ralph broke yeah, the Ralph internet. That's the what internet. it was. Yes. Yeah. Like, I, all right. So you got one left? I got one left. All right, I got two left, so I'm going to give you mine here, one of them. I'm curious right. if this is on yours. Um, I don't know. This one, I don't think this one is. This one, I, well, this one I don't think is yours. This one has to do with um, Disney recently with some of their newer rides has made it difficult for people of larger sizes to be able to fit into some of their, their rides. Specifically, I'm talking about um, Avatar Flight of Passage. It is for someone who's bigger like me is I I'm to the point to where I, when I sit in that, right, I'm actually uncomfortable because of the way I have to sit. Disney never was like that. Disney for a long time was very, very inclusive of including larger people, people who were bigger, people who were taller in all their rides. But recently, like I said, avatar flight of passage, some, um, I believe, um, um, like even some of the other runs where you have to sit, you're really crowded if you have long legs. So a pet peeve of mine is, Make the ride accessible for everyone. Universal actually does this really well. Even if they can't make all of the seats like that, they have certain sections in their in some of their coasters that are made for bigger people. So they have you know broader shoulders or whatever, and so everybody can enjoy the ride, not just people who fit a particular framework. Yeah, it's it's interesting. We've said this multiple times that Universal used to kind of be the kid brother to Disney. Mm-hmm. Universal in the past five years has come more, out yeah. with a lot of great rides, yeah. a lot of great themed entertainment, and a lot of like they're starting to rival Disney. And I think yeah. that's part of the reason that you know Disney's having to to kind of try to one up them in certain cases because they're they're doing good work over there. So yeah, agreed. 
All right, do you want my number one or do you want your number one? Go for it. I, I, we, we have a, I want to say like 50% of the time we have the same number one, so I'm curious. <laughs> I don't think this is going to be the same number one. This one is probably my biggest pet peeve of all is that when I am done at the parks, I want to be able to come back and take a soak in the hot tub or the pool. And they close their hot tubs and pools too early. They need to leave them open for two, three, four hours post-park closure, especially when the parks are closing at like 8 o'clock or 9 o'clock. Keep the pool open till midnight. Keep the hot tub open till midnight. There is nothing better than you've been on your feet all day, you're able to come back, and you can go take a swim to cool off after that 100-degree day you just spent in the park. I do not understand why they don't keep those, those pools open to be able to do it. It is, you basically have to make a choice. Do I leave the park early and not catch the fireworks show that I want to watch so I can go back and get a swim in? Or do I go back and get a swim in and not, you know, like, or do I watch the fireworks show and not get the swim in? Like, to me, like, why do I have to choose? Make it both. Like, and it seems like this only happens in like off season times. Like during peak season, they're better about this. But like people still go during off season times. And just because I'm going during an off season time, doesn't mean that I should have less use of that pool than somebody who's there during a peak season time. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. It, and it's, you could very easily, I wonder if it has to do with lifeguards, but you could very easily say no lifeguard after eight yeah. and swim at own risk. Or, like adult, or adult only swim or something. I don't know. There are plenty of adults who would just, I mean, and again, it also, a lot of times the kids will probably go back and conk out and go to bed. You can go take a swim for an hour or whatever. I just, to me, I just, they're missing an opportunity there. Yeah. And, and that's one of those small things that literally, if, if you walked into the resort and you paid all this extra money or all this stuff, but you found out that the pool was open until midnight, you would be like, this is amazing. Exactly. <laughs> it really, it really is. And something that's really frustrating is that half the time the cast members don't know when their pools close or the hot tubs. Hey, when's the pool close? Oh, I'm not sure. I think it's like, how do you not know you're working at the resort? Like it's yeah. yeah. All right. What's your number one? Number one. It's not that. And it is, this is my number one thing. Uh, it, 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 it gets me like this is not so much a pet peeve it's just a downright frustration yep. and that is ride quoting ride quoting okay so when people quote the stuff on the ride while they are oh riding. yes like they, so, they talk over the they talk over the um the actual like like dialogue of the ride yes this yes. the most common place that this happens is haunted mansion stretching room mm -hmm. where of some course super, there's always my way <laughs> yeah the, the and the the super fan that's haunted mansion wants to go in and impress the people around yeah. this is kind of along the flaunting disney knowledge and yeah. and the 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 voice actor is fantastic it's so good yep Random person that's on the ride, not good. No. So congratulations that you know the entire opening to Haunted Mansion and all this other like great. I'm so happy for you. Um, you know, I, I I have things memorized that are very odd too. Like but the Mary Poppins rap. <laughs> yeah, except the Mary Poppins rap. Um, but I am here to hear and experience the ride, okay. not you. You know, along that line, it's 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 same with Haunted Mansion. It's it's, it's like the, the guest who, when when the scene appears of, of the guy hanging overhead and you get that scream, and that person screams real loud in the room and actually scares the bejesus out of everybody because he's screaming like, "Come on, dude! Like, don't do that!" 
Yeah, it just is. It, it, it it's it's it, that one really really frustrates me because mm-hmm. even though I know it and I've heard it, I want to hear it again and I want to hear the way that Disney experienced it. Disney does not want a guest, you know, chorus of doing this. If you want to do that, go somewhere else and impress the person you're with. And I guess is is are people impressed by that? Like. Are you really knowing that I know the rap to that Mary Poppins song covers not to book covers not to book? Are you like really like you had a low opinion of me and then you found that out and you were like, now I have a high opinion of you. Matt, I I don't know if I've ever told you this before, but the only reason why you're my friend is because you can rap that. (laughs) So once I forget that rap, it's podcast over, we're done. Old age and you forget that rap, man. I'm sorry. We're going to have to just end the friendship there. We're like, done. Delete the podcast and just be done with it. So, like, <laughs> no, I would. I'm totally with you. So, but that, that's what I mean. Like, it, like is, is someone's opinion of you changing that much because you memorized a ride? I don't think so. And if, frankly, someone is like that, they're a bad friend. Yeah. And so, um, like, let people experience the ride, especially because, okay, for you, this is time number 55 or 105 or 500 else, it's their first time exactly for yeah. someone it's their first time and you know let what them i'm experiencing you know what i'm really surprised neither of us mentioned on this list hmm. are people who go and wait in line and then let their entire family who went and did something else cut in front of everybody else like yeah. i'm really shocked that wasn't on there but just as a heads up don't do that people like Get in line. Like, it's one thing, like, if someone's got to run to the bathroom real quick. Oh, like, yeah, that totally that's fine, tr- yes. But, like, oh, I want to go ride this ride over here. Why don't you go get in line and hold our spot? And then when we're done over here, we'll join you 45 minutes up into the queue. Nuh-uh. Not flying. That's not how this works. Like, that frustrates the heck out of me. I'm, I'm, I'm always surprised torn. that wasn't on our list. I'm always torn when some, like, a kid or an adult is walking through the line. And I'm like, do I have to let them through? <laughs> yeah, it's like it's like that societal rule like it, do, this, do, do, what, what are you doing like why why is this a thing and of well, course there's never a cast member around when you need them oh no it's like you need a cast member there to kind of police that and the immoral part of me says how far could i get if i just like was like hey excuse me excuse me hey sorry mm-hmm. you know gotta gotta get up there hey sorry yep and then just i'm not yeah. gonna do that because i'm not a jerk well but, beyond that at some point you do have to stop and the person that you stop in front of is gonna be like, "Who are you?" <laughs> like, like at some point, yeah, yeah. I'm going I, in hoping I find somebody I know, <laughs> or the or the ones who who cut through the fast pass line and then sw- switch back over into the standby lines. Usually, those are teenagers, and it's annoying. yeah, yeah. Oh, teens. Those Ooh, teens. Boy, oh boy, huh? get off my yacht lawn! <laughs> I'll call you Statler, and I'm Waldorf or whatever his name is. Yeah. So, all right. Anyway, it's uh, closing time there, uh, Mr. Matthew Brown. It was a good list. Yeah, I, I enjoyed that. That was that was a fun thing to like think about, like what what peeves me. Uh, yeah, that was good. Even, we had even, two different takes on it too, which was really nice. Even this makes me miss the parks. Like even yeah. thinking about the front. Like I want someone to stop in front of me right now. <laughs> mm-hmm. I just I just want to walk into the Magic Kingdom. I do. Mm-hmm. I'm there. I don't want to pay $140 for it, but I want to walk into the Magic yeah. Kingdom. So it almost like it's like, can I just like walk in and walk out? Yeah. Like, <laughs> let me take a stroll. I won't ride any rides. Just a stroll. That's it. Just one stroll and walk out. That's all I want to do. Maybe buy something from the Emporium. 
I'll, I'll pay you money. <laughs> anyway, uh, if you would like to get a hold of us, you can do it on multiple socials. You can find us on Facebook, Beers and Ears Podcast. You can also find us on Twitter and Instagram, Beers Ears 1928. Feel free to email us at beersnears1928 at gmail.com. Seriously, let us know. What did we miss? Was there anything on this this list of that's a pet peeve of yours that you're going, how did you miss this? We would love to hear it. Um, and new episodes every Tuesday. Matt, you got discontinued on display going on. I think you're rounding out your first season here pretty quick, aren't you? Yeah, I think by the time this releases, season one is either done or it's done on thursday okay Uh, we've got our our final episode coming we're gonna take a month month and a half off um you know we talked about on this on on the podcast when we were doing twice a week that we dialed it back and the reason for that was just it's time that Mm -hmm. um and so the seasons gives us a little bit more of a break um uh to to be able to prepare more content and um that podcast involves um, a lot of times with these podcasts, when I just need to sit and watch a movie or even a movie that I've seen a thousand times, I don't need to really do any research on. Mm-hmm. Uh, the discontinued on display, I have to do a fair amount of research for fair it. Enough. <laughs> Although this this next episode we got coming up, we're, we're going to be watching, we're continuing along our Star Wars series, and we're breaking away from the core nine, and we're moving into one of the... How do they like like episode adjacent, which is yes. um, the We're still so, part of the yeah it, yeah so. it's it's solo, um, which was never a personal favorite of mine but we're gonna watch it we're gonna talk about it it's been a couple years um since it came out and so that'll be next week so definitely look for that so um let's raise our glasses matt yes this episode has been on us and we will see you next time have a great day dreamers of all ages Thank you for listening to a Sorcerer Network podcast.